Vaccines we need may be threatened by mining. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. As researchers strive to find a vaccine against the coronavirus, concerns are growing about threats to a source of some of our most important medicines, the ocean floor. Dozens of permits have been granted to mining companies to explore huge tracts of seabed in a race to scoop up ores and minerals, some to be used in mobile phones and batteries. But there are no rules in place to ensure responsible mining of the deep oceans, new regulations were expected to be completed at the July meeting of the UN International Seabed Authority. Meanwhile, it's quite possible that a potential antidote to COVID-19 could come from the bottom of the sea. As Forbes reports, microbes and corals in the deep ocean are extremely valuable to modern medicine. The deep sea has already produced a treatment for advanced breast cancer and the first effective HIV drug in addition to compounds that kill malaria and tuberculosis. But seabed mining threatens potential discoveries. It will draw up sediment, remove valuable minerals, and then flush what's left back into water, which could poison the surrounding ocean for hundreds of miles. At full capacity, mining companies could dredge thousands of square miles a year using vehicles that creep across the bottom, scraping the top five inches of the ocean floor. The Guardian reports that the possibility of commercial seabed mining starting this year has led to a backlash from scientists and major environmental groups who are calling for a ban or at least a moratorium to avoid an unprecedented loss of biodiversity. And speaking of the deep oceans, a new species of a crustacean that lives nearly 7,000 meters below sea level was recently discovered, and it's been named for what was found inside it plastic. The shrimp-like creature is about two inches long and was found in the Marianas Trench of the Pacific Ocean, the deepest point on Earth's surface. And to give some perspective on how deep, if Mount Everest were placed in the trench, it would still need another 2,000 feet to reach the surface. The new species has been named Eurythenus plasticus because inside the crustacean, scientists found a filament less than a millimeter long of a common plastic used in fibers for clothing, food packaging and bottles. The researchers chose the name to highlight the fact that we need to take immediate action to stop the deluge of plastic waste into our oceans. In the midst of the current health crisis, officials all over the world are pleading with the public not to send wipes down the toilet, even if the package label says they're flushable. Wipes have plagued wastewater systems for years, but now with the coronavirus, they are a bigger concern because people are using more of them to sanitize everything from countertops to remote controls. The Mercury News reports that wipes and paper towels do not break down like toilet paper. They're stronger, and many wipes include plastics and materials like nylon. Wipes clog sewers and cause backups and overflows at treatment facilities, creating an additional public health risk. A treatment system in Northern California spilled 550 gallons of sewage onto a street in San Rafael last week when wipes and paper towels caused a clog. Sewage flowed through a manhole cover into a nearby storm drain where it flowed toward the San Francisco Bay. Officials say people who have run out of toilet paper are using other materials in the bathroom, including 
seen someone in Redding, California, who wiped with shredded t-shirts backing up that city's sewer lines. Meanwhile, as we sit around our homes during the health crisis, some of us are snacking on sugary foods to cope. Eating too much sugar increases our risk for tooth decay, obesity, and diabetes. It can also cause an accumulation of a natural waste product called uric acid, which is known to cause kidney stones and gout, a form of inflammatory arthritis. Researchers at Imperial College London put fruit flies on a sugary diet and found that if they gave them an extra source of water, they protected them against a shorter lifespan from uric acid buildup. So while the study doesn't give us a free pass on eating more cookies, it does suggest that if you do, drinking more water may be helpful. And finally... Permafrost is ground that stays frozen in frigid regions of our planet, like the Arctic. Some permafrost has been frozen for hundreds of thousands of years, storing vast amounts of carbon. But unfortunately, when permafrost warms and thaws, it releases that stored carbon into the atmosphere. If climate change continues unabated, scientists estimate that half of the world's permafrost will thaw by 2100. Looking for ways to slow that thawing, scientists at the University of Hamburg in Germany say that placing herds of hooved animals could be a solution. In recent research, they found that by allowing horses, bison, and reindeer to graze in permafrost regions, 80% of it could be preserved. The researchers were inspired by Russian scientists who resettled animals in Siberia 20 years ago to simulate the ancient ecosystem when woolly mammoths and other big mammals roamed the area. Snow is a good insulator and keeps the ground warm. But when animals graze, their hooves scatter and compress the snow, allowing freezing air to reach the permafrost. The experiments in Russia showed that when 100 animals are resettled in one square kilometer, they cut the snow cover height in half. The researchers said in a university press release that it may be utopian to imagine resettling large herds in all of the permafrost regions of the world, but the results of their study indicate that having even some animals would still produce a cooling effect. That's it for this week in water. We'll see you next time.